Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line, Corks 96FM. Let's go to the telephone and join the T-Shirk. T-Shirk, thank you for joining us on The Opinion Line. Good morning. Hi, how's it going? Sorry, sorry about that. Not sure what happened there, but no. um, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on, on the show and uh, look forward to being in Cork tomorrow in person. Indeed, indeed. Tijuk, when we heard you were coming on the air this morning, we put it out to our listeners what were the things that were really troubling them uh, in, in the course of this election campaign and what questions they would like to put to you. And, and they asked me to remind you again of the violent deaths we've had in Cork in the past six mm. months and the violent attacks we've had. Just in the early hours of this morning, a young man dragged from his bed, beaten with iron bars, doused in petrol and set alight on the north side of our city. The death of Cameron Blair, the death of Frankie Dunn, Timmy Howrahan, James Duncan, Paul Jones, Santina Cawley, all people whose deaths we have reported. We have drugs on our streets, we have violent crime. People are afraid to go out. In fact, Stephanie just told me this morning on on the air, she told me that she's now afraid to let her children out. Well, I mean, I'd be afraid to leave my children outside the door, you know. I, my older children, I'm always saying, if they're up in my place, I'll drive them home. I won't leave them go back home on their own. You know, I wouldn't, leave, I wouldn't walk out in the street on my own even. Would you not? No. Tisha, what have you got to say to people like that? Well, first of all, just heard reports of that um, that attack um, in Cork there this morning, and uh, it's, uh, it's very worrying. And I can understand why people are afraid, and would very much encourage anyone who has information to to give it to the Gardaí, because to get these people behind bar- bars, and that's what needs to happen. Uh, the Gardaí need information, and they need evidence, and would really encourage people to cooperate and help the Gardaí. Uh, just on the really really sad killing of Cameron Blair, um, I think the whole country's. Um, really uh, numbed about that and want to extend my condolences to his family, to uh, the students in CIT and, and Bandon Grammar and uh, I think it's every per- every parent's worst nightmare for um, a night to end the way that did and uh, I certainly have my, my, my condolences. Um, you know, with the spate of violence that's happened, I can totally understand why people are worried, not just in Cork, but in other parts of the country. You too, said in, yesterday in you still think this, the, the country is safe. Uh, a lot of people in Cork this morning would not agree with you. Yeah, you know, and I appreciate that people have a different perspective. Um, you know, I suppose what I was um, pointing out there was was a fact, and it is a fact, um, not a statistic, an actual fact that uh, if you go back to 2007, 13 years ago, we had 70 or 80 murders a year in Ireland. Uh, and actually last year was closer to half that. 
Um, so, you know, murders have actually gone substantially down in Ireland. I know it doesn't feel like that when, mm. when you hear well, about these You know, awful, murder, awful murder is about the worst, but I mean... I wouldn't we, like to dismiss in any way or, or downplay, but no. at the same time, we shouldn't upplay the, the fear of crime but, because you know, that in itself can the, affect people's lives. There was a time when, when murder was about the, the, the one that would lead the news for a few days, but let me tell you what we did on this programme last year, Taoiseach. We, we decided to open our lines for a number of days for people's own experience, and we took them on the air here, we heard about muggings at knife point, beatings, attacks, assaults, women robbed of handbags and purses as they shopped, all kinds of sexual crimes, drug dealing, open drug use, buses reuted because, rerouted because of thuggery, a bus driver threatened with rape by teenagers who refused to pay their fares, elderly people who simply won't go out. But then, no guards or a single-figure allocation and all of our guards going to Dublin or to Drogheda. And people are saying, is it going to take a Keane Mulready for Cork to get more guards and the attention we need? Um, well, first of all, that that isn't going to be the case. Uh, and it's not the case. Uh, the guard of strength in Cork at the moment is uh, 1,335. Um, and that's, you know, up, up about 136 guardy, I think, since was closed. Do you remember the previous Unifal government uh, closed Temple Moore, stopped recruitment. Uh, we're the government that started recruitment all over again. And as a result of that, we have more guards every year and we're going to meet our target next year of having 20,000, sorry, 21,000 guardy and guard of staff. Uh, and it's important to my view that court gets its fair share of those. Uh, now, as you know, it's the guard commissioner that decides on resources, no matter what any politician may tell you or promise you. And mm. non-politicians who decide where a guard no, politicians can always make representations to the commissioner. Yeah, and I've done that, actually, because uh, it is something that has been raised in the Dáil, uh, as you know, because uh, you covered it in your programme, and it's something that the Fine Gael reps uh, in Cork, uh, the Fine Gael TDs and Senators and candidates have raised with me, so I've very much um, expressed my, my view and passed that on mm. to the Garda Commissioner. But, you know, we can only have more Garda in Cork if we have more Garda, uh, and we've made the commitment uh, that there'll be 700 extra Garda recruited every year. Um, yeah, but the 800-year retiring Taoiseach... Uh, I, I know the, the, I, I, it's definitely, definitely an increase, <laughs> a net increase of Gardaí. We're not going to see Gardaí. Of course, they're Gardaí retiring and they're Gardaí being hired, but you know, it's an increase in Gardaí every year. We're going to well, it's sure an increase, happens. but it, what would be more honest of, of the government would be if they tell us, A, how many they're going to hire, and B, how many are going to retire. Subtract the two, because that's the real intake. Yeah, that's true. The, the real increase is the net increase, not the gross. The it's gross it's not 700, like, it's nothing like 700 um, at the end of the but day. But it is, it is an increase. And but it's you not know, 700. You'll admit that, won't you? Not. I, I do, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a gross figure, not a net figure. Uh, but I think you'll admit as well, and it would only be fair to do so, um, that we have had an increase in Gardaí since Fine Gael got, got into office. It was Fianna Fáil that stopped recruitment. It's uh, Fianna Fáil government that reduced the number of Gardaí in Cork. We're the ones who are increasing it. And we're the ones who you can trust to continue to increase oh. it because that's yeah. our track record. And also we're the people who can manage the economy yeah. well and make sure that we can afford uh, well, those extra guardy. You, you can't trust Fianna Fáil with that. We're, we're 22, could. by the way, we're also 22 squad cars short. And we are told also in, in the last few days that we now have guards sharing squad cars. You know, waiting for someone to come back in a car before they can go out and answer a call. Like, that's daft. There was no well, car. To, by the way, there was no car to send to Bandon Road when calls came in about young fellas in the streets. 
armoured knives. Like, this is a, we have a shortage, you can have all the guards you want, but if they haven't got vehicles to get to the scene with, T-shirt, mm. we have a serious hole in them. Also, drugs, our, our streets are awash with drugs. I spoke this morning to Michael Gearan uh, from Coonley, you may well have heard of him, he's quoted on the front page of the Examiner, which I assume you may have read this morning, about the, the, the level at which teenagers now getting involved with drugs and that cocaine is, is the drug of choice. Just a quick clip of the things that Michal was saying uh, Michael was saying rather about Garda our um, government policy over the last number of years. There's absolutely no doubt that the atrocities we have seen over the last number of weeks and months um, are all crime related and be, as a, by crime I mean the distribution of illegal substances mm, and we, have, we virtually have had no response from government on this no, no response from government on the distribution of illegal substances from one of the most knowledgeable people in the business what would you say? Well, I, th- I think there has been a response. You know, part of it has been the increase in uh, in guard resources, which we've talked about. And just to go back to your question about the fleet, um, the fleet strength in Cork City is 133, in Cork North is 55, and Cork West is 58. But it's not enough. Um, I hear that. That's what people are saying to me. And that's so why we're we putting in record. Of, you will get more, absolutely. We're putting in record level of investment in the Gardaí uh, this year, 1.9 billion euros. We have an armed support unit now in every region in the country that we didn't have before. Uh, we're opening up special victims units in uh, every division um, because, you know, that relates to people who've uh, had a you know sexual offence committed against them. We know that the numbers of people reporting those is, is rising. So uh, we've done that too. And we've also set up um, only in 2015 the Garda National uh, Drugs but, and Organised Crime If all of this is uh, happening, if all of this is happening, as you say it's happening, why are people lying afraid in their beds? Why are they afraid to go out? I want you to, to hear Seamus, who his friend, his neighbour and his friend was broken into during the night, battered with iron bars, doused with petrol and set alight. Listen to this. I went through a lot, you know, I went through a lot and killed everything and this is the worst thing I've ever witnessed. Well, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like you hear of it in other people's neighbourhoods and the knife crime, but you don't really, it doesn't hit home until you, it happens in your own doorstep, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked, I can't believe it. Like, that's the kind of thing that people are living with. If they were grading your government for a report card on crime, T-shirt, you'd get an F. Uh, look, what we heard there is really, is really shocking, and I'm very sorry that that's man had to go through that experience, I think we all are. Um, and like I said earlier, I think if anyone does have any evidence or any information about that, uh, please give it to the Gardaí because we can get these people behind bars. Um, but we need evidence, we need information, and we need to support the Gardaí. And I know the people of Cork do that and will continue to do that. And we'll get these people up okay. behind bars okay. and help to make our streets safer again. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let me move on to, to health um, and, and the issue of health. Only a couple of weeks ago, we had across our three hospitals in Cork, our three ones that are counted, 106 people on trolleys in one day. Last year, we had a code black, the first ever code black or situation black declared in Cork. We frequently have our main hospital in the top three the top three in the country for the numbers of people waiting on trolleys. And yet, we, you know, the government confidently tells us it's doing something about health. You can't be doing something about health if that's the situation. I, look, I, I want to acknowledge at the outset the very real problem that we have with uh, hospital overcrowding. Um, you'll know, I think at first first appeared in an election campaign back in 1989, so that'll give you an idea of how long we struggled to all parties to deal with this problem, but um, it's not something anybody wants any patient to have to go through. I, I, having worked in emergency departments, I've visited CUH emergency department, I know how difficult it is on the staff, um, I know how terrible it is for patients and their families staff to experience uh, a wait to get a hospital bed. Um, but I don't think it'd be fair to say that there isn't any progress being made because, you know, when you get into our health service uh, in Ireland, you get a very good service. That's true at CH, yeah. one of the best hospitals in the yeah. country. And we know, for example, how much in the last couple of years stroke survival has improved. Um, the fact that somebody who gets cancer now in Ireland is more likely to survive than somebody in the UK and cancer survival rates are improving all the time. And no, that happened by accident. You know, that happened because we uh, found the money to fund the new drugs. But a great service. With, we, and to be fair, I've taken call after call from people who praise what's behind those double mm. doors and they haven't, they, they never run out of praise for it. It's getting in. The problem is getting in. What's inside doesn't actually matter very much if you can't get in there. I, I, I think it does matter. Um, you know, people are living longer, healthier lives than ever before. Uh, and that's because of the quality of health care. Yeah, but, 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 but they can't get into they it. In. They can't get into it. They're spending 17 hours in emergency departments sitting on trolleys. Some of them are just going home in pure frustration and pain. And that's, you know... And I acknowledge that. And, you know, that is the area where... Acknowledging it is fine. What are you doing about it? What we're doing about it is we're putting in more hospital beds. Um, it's not the only part of the solution. Uh, it is part of the solution, though. 
and you know we shouldn't forget where we where we came from. We used to have nearly twelve thousand beds in our in our hospitals uh, for reasons I, I don't understand. Uh, Fianna Fáil and government took about fourteen hundred of them out. Uh, and the moment we had a bit of money to invest in our health service, and mm. bear in mind, it's only in the past two years that we balanced the books, we've been putting beds back in. Uh, mm. We've put 600 beds back okay. in, but it's way, way short okay. of where we need to be with the, you know, with a growing population and an aging population. And then if we've a flu situation, uh, you know, things really kind of spill over at that point. Um, but we are. Hang on, you see, this is the thing. Flu, 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 we hear this every year. Flu causes this, and flu causes that. Do you know what, Taoiseach? Flu comes around as sure as Christmas and St. Patrick's Day. It comes every year. And every year, HSE and ministers treated it as if it was some kind of a shock discovery. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, sick, we're sick of that. Yeah, in fairness, that isn't, that isn't what I said. Um, actually, sadly, hospital overcrowding is a year-round problem. Um, but what happens in the winter time, particularly if we have a bad flu season, and every flu season is the same. Uh, this one was much worse than last year's one, for example. Uh, you then see uh, a big spike in the number of people who um, have to spend time in a trolley. And it's not that we don't know that the flu comes around every winter. Um, but the difficulty is, is that we have very little surge capacity in our hospitals. Um, none in some places and that's why we've put in the extra 600 hospital beds but it ain't enough and, and I know it's not enough and one of the things I really want to dedicate myself to doing if if I get um, a few more years in this job is putting that right um, decades of underinvestment in our public health service which we started to put right in the last year or two okay. um, which we can put right but only if we um, keep the economy strong okay. uh, so that we have the money to do that and only if we don't go back to a government led by the people who helped to create no, we'll, this problem by we'll, taking we'll, the 1,400 beds out in the first place. Okay, okay. Just to, to focus on one or two specific Cork things. Um, it's almost four years now to the day that the first sod was turned on the event centre and we still haven't had a second one turned. We have no North Ring Road. We have... Cork has been left down in, in so many ways over the last number of years. And, and we also had one of the government TDs for the north side of this city just not doing the job he was paid to be doing. And doing a second one, like, how, when did you know that Darren Murphy was doing two jobs and collecting two salaries? Yeah, well, let me answer the, 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 the charge that Cork has been let down. Um, you know, I don't accept that. When we came into office, Cork had one of the, one of the highest unemployment rates uh, in the country. It's now one of the lowest because so many jobs have been created. When we came into office in 2011, there were only 400 new homes uh, being built in Cork that year. It's now over 2,000. Uh, huge numbers of homes. Could being we built maybe address the question? Look at the airport that's doing so much better Could than we address the question? Years ago. Look at the port and what's happening there. Um, you started the question in fairness by saying that Cork has been let down. I just wanted to give you a few examples of where um, good things are happening in Cork, and there are good things happening in Cork. I'm sure you'd be you'd be you'd be. Well, I would be. I would be wrong. I would be wrong to say they're not. I, I will acknowledge that there's been a lot of good things happening, but a lot of things like Sorry, the, your, your, your question. The first sod for the event centre. We've not since seen a second, and and in in one of our local TDs down here collecting two salaries, one for a job he wasn't doing. When did you know Darren Murphy wasn't doing his job as a TD? Did you approve him uh, drawing two salaries? I, I, I knew he got the position with DPP when he got it, and there's no secret in that. I issued a press statement out at the time, um, and it was a temporary position, by the way. It wasn't a full-time uh, uh, job. It was for a period of about a year or so in the run into the European elections. It's a long um, time to be out of the doll. 
yeah, yeah but that's not um, and fobbing in to protect his daily, um, his daily this and that you know you know it, it is uh, you know I, I have a very strict rule and it is the rule in the capital handbook around ministers I, I don't allow ministers to have alternative employment um, but it is the case that lots of TDs and senators do um, it is allowed um, but it's only allowed on the basis that they fulfil their yeah, duties but, 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 as a TD. But, but he wasn't working. Uh, he wasn't senator. working for his constituency. He might have been working for the European Parliament and all that kind of carry on, or European People's Party, whatever it was. He wasn't working for Cork North Central, which is what the people of Cork North Central elected him to do, and got through their taxes, were paying him to do. He wasn't doing his job. Well, you know, if he let the people of Cork North Central down by not doing his job, well, then I'm not going to defend that uh, because. That's a question that he has to answer, and that's why... Well, he's outstanding, uh, so he can't answer it. He's, he's uh, well, retired proper, now, he's gone. You know? There needs to be a proper investigation into that. Now, you know what he'll argue? He'll say the constituency office was still open, that he was present in the doll. He'll, he'll point to the fact that he was present for more votes than, than I was, or Neil Martin was, for that matter. Um, but this Sounds is like you're issue. letting him off the hook. Uh, not, not for a second. Uh, first of all... Um, you were the I, boss. I, I like, said, the walk rests with the boss, Taoiseach. First of all, I said that there should be a proper investigation into this, a statutory one, and he should submit to that. Um, but you're, you know, you're right. Uh, I, I am the boss, and I'm the person who can decide who is a candidate for my party. Uh, Tara Murphy is not a candidate for my party. That was election. his choice, we've, not we've yours. Col- we've Colin Burke. Yeah. He's also somebody who ceased to be ceased to be minister of state uh, when I became uh, uh, leader of the party, and he made the decision, obviously, after that, not to uh, not to run again. And we have a really hard working candidate, a really decent person there. And Senator Colin Burke, who I think will do Cork proud if he gets elected. Mm-hmm. But bear this in mind, you know, I have had some people in my party who've let, let my party down and let, and let their constituents down more significantly. And that has caused huge annoyance uh, among members and volunteers in Senegal who work so hard. I've had a few of them, not just uh, Deputy, former Deputy Murphy. None of them are on the ticket uh, for this general election. Contrast that with Fianna Fáil, three TDs being investigated by the Ethics Committee yeah. uh, under Votegate, who are candidates, and one candidate today... Who you you, you keep coming back to, to Fianna Fáil, sort of blaming them for all the things that are wrong, but you've, you've, uh, you, you know, you, you, your party's been in government for nine years now, the old Fianna Fáil stuff is kind of wearing thin. Yeah, but no, no never mind the nine years, let's look at now, uh, now in this election, never mind history, now, today, the future, um, Fianna Fáil has three candidates in this election, mm. As running as candidates who are uh, who have an ethics investigation um, still open on them, and a candidate we learned today who was struck off uh, as a company director for uh, tax issues and the explanations we done there, I've made sure that that wasn't the case with, okay. with my candidates, where I had to take people like I did. Lastly, so lastly, and finally, all the between me and Mark. Not historically, yeah, today, okay. in this election happening on the 8th of February. Very different standards. Lastly and finally, on, on disability, 10% of the population of our city are, are, mm. have, have, have disabilities. And a lot of children have disability. I spoke to a woman this morning about her son. He's four with a disability. She has no idea what how she's going to educate him. That was a problem before you came into government. It's still a problem. Children, particularly with disabilities, education system failing them drastically. Yeah, and you know, it's definitely an area where where I, I really want to do more. Um, in another term, if we get one, if the people allow us to have one. I do think we've made a lot of progress in disability. You know, for the first time, we have a, a disability minister at Cabinet. In the past, governments didn't think disability important enough to do that. Uh, we, we ratified at long last the UN Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities. We've increased the, um, you, know, you, know, you know, the disability allowance, which 
was cut. I think they took, I think Phoenix took 11 euros 50 a week off the disabled. We've restored almost all of that. Um, we put a new respite centre into uh, every region of the country so the people who need uh, respite can get it. Uh, and also we put a lot more resources into school leavers. You know, into mm, people who, no, um, in the school leavers, and people can't get into school, of, um, children can't get into and, school. Uh, and record numbers of SNAs and record numbers of special classes. But children still can't get in. And the need, that's right, and the demand and the need is huge. Um, but again, it's something that we've done a lot about. We know it's not enough. People tell us that in the doors, tell us that in the streets. We totally get that, and we want to do more. But again, I'd ask your listeners, who are you going to trust to do this? The people who have uh, made all those positive changes or the people who cut back the disability allowance? Well, uh, yeah. Who are you going to trust to do it? The people who can keep the economy strong, who can make sure we have the resources to make these improvements, uh, are those who sold us out to the Troika uh, and caused well, a we'll, massive recession. Well, we will, we, we will see who people will trust come the 8th of February. T-shirt, Leo Radcliffe, thank you very much for joining us on the Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.